you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I don't want to say it's a birthright, but it's a must-right. You must be a Laker fan. In her most iconic role as fiery sports agent Tasha Mack on the long-running sitcom The Game, Wendy Raquel Robinson enjoyed an on-screen romance with former Laker Rick Fox. That dynamic was a dream come true for the Los Angeles native and lifelong Laker fan. Wendy stayed true to her L.A. roots while finding fame on The Steve Harvey Show by hosting finals watch parties during the Shaq and Kobe era and founding a performing arts school attended by a young Issa Rae. So, when she's not cheering on the Lakers or calling shots as Tasha Mack, you can catch her playing Issa Rae's mom in the final season of the L.A.-based comedy, Insecure. Her city is always center stage. I'm LaChina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budos Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Wendy Raquel Robinson. Los Angeles Lakers, huge fan. Wendy, thank you so much for joining us on Huge Fan. It's just an honor and privilege to be here with you today. So let's talk about the purple and gold and your Lakers. Um, as an L.A. native, is being a Lakers fan something like a birthright? Ooh, I want to say it is a must right. You know what I mean? I go back to when the Lakers, ooh, God, they played at the Forum. I'm talking about, you know, it was, ooh, that was Kareem days. And uh, it was it was a certain fire that they had starting in Inglewood, you know, and it was the dream team with all of them. And then to see the evolution of these champions, you know, that was Magic Johnson. It was a time when basketball, they were the celebrities. They were big. They were the Denzel Washingtons of the game, for real, for real, you know, with magic and playing Larry Bird and being able to experience those kind of games. That's what I grew up with. And now, you know, not not to play it, you know, because I went to my Kobe phase. I met Kobe. I got pictures with Kobe, you know, and bless, thank you, always rest in peace in paradise. But the Shaq and Kobe and all of that and the back to back and those rings. So not only is it I don't want to say it's a birthright, but it's a must right. You must be a Laker fan. No, no offense to the Clippers. Please don't take offense, my Clippers. Love y'all. But it's something about that purple and gold and that Jerry Buss and, you know, that whole legacy. 
It's a legacy. You covered so many of the great players, uh, you know, through the yes. years with the Lakers, and, and there's been so many great moments. I think what's sometimes challenging for those of us that aren't from L.A. to understand is what happens <laughs> to the city when the Lakers are winning, when they are, um, you know, surrounded by superstars like the Kobe's or even now the LeBron's like how has the city what's happening in the city when it's embracing the Lakers at, at the highest level you talk about a city that's on fire uh, a city that is such a melting pot of different cultures and races and all of that it's the one thing that brings us all together more than baseball more than football you know more than even hockey or whatever it's something about the magic and the electricity of like i said they are they're they're really huge superstars they're bigger than you know it's the beyonce's of basketball <laughs> you know what i mean it's the beyonce basketball season with when they're playing and it's um especially, you know, when it comes down to the playoffs or even just the game, if you just go to just one game and it's so crazy because my, my low key fascination, I was the Paula Abdul. I wanted to be that Laker girl. I just did, you know, what? Didn't make the cut, Breaking you know news? acting took me in a different direction. <laughs> oh my God, I wanted to be a, between the fly girl when Living Color was out and yes. that was a big thing. <laughs> I wanted to be a Laker girl. That was like my, it was on my bucket list. To be. Listen, I wanted to be a fly girl so bad. I, there were two things I wanted. Laker girl was not on my list. I either wanted to be a fly girl or I wanted to be one of the glow wrestlers. I don't know if you remember women's wrestling, but there used to be a wrestling league called glow and it was the women basically of like wrestling. And there was this one uh -huh. wrestler named Tina Ferrari and I wow. was like, if I can't be a fly girl, I want to be Tina. And she was the most fierce wrestler. So I get wow. that obsession, you know, of like, that's the stage I want to be on yes. one day. <laughs> yes. You know what? I didn't know that that was real. I remember the show Glow. Remember they did a it show about it? It was real. Yes, that was based on. I didn't know that. Yes, Glow Women's Wrestling oh was God. a real thing. Yes. Amy the wow. Farmer's Daughter was one of the wrestlers. And this is just what I remember Matilda the Hun. This is like off the top of my head. I didn't watch Ooh. the show, but it was, oh, it was absolutely a thing. Wait, wait, you know what's interesting? Did you see Halle Berry's new movie, Bruce? I have not. Oh my God. Well, she plays the female wrestler. No, I have not oh, even tapped into she that. She directed it. She directed it, produced it, all of that. It just started last week on Netflix. Then you got to see I it if that's your thing. Because I'm like, I can't take it. It's too... It's a lot. Yeah, I didn't get into the wrestling, but yeah, if that's your thing, you would love it. No, she really, she goes there. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I need it. to it's check a good, that it's out. A I definitely need to check that yeah, out. It's okay. called Bruised. Bruised. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard about it, but I didn't really know what the storyline was or what it was about. So going back to the forum, when you walked Ooh. in that place, what was the environment yeah. like? Like what, what was it like to be in the building for some of those big moments? You know, it was, I want to say as massive as it is, it feels much more intimate mm -hmm. than the Staples Center and, you know, the crypto.com stadium now. It had a, um, a sense of, you know how everybody, even though we were all gathered there at the same time, mm -hmm. it just felt comfy. Yeah. 
you know, um, Steve Harvey even had the uh, the hoodie awards there, which was interesting. Oh. It was like, okay, so you could do community stuff. And then I remember they had the um, God when Faithful Central bought it as a church, you know, so it's gone through so many different transformations, I guess, because it just felt like a hub and a home, you mm -hmm. know, it didn't feel so expansive. So I, maybe that's the part of the magic no pun intended, that Magic Johnson and that whole era, the Showtime crew, you felt like you were watching up close and personal, no matter where you sat. You could be in the nosebleeds or you could be in the middle section. I was never on the floor, didn't get there yet, but you still felt like you were really a part and in the game. Yeah. So it was, you know, and then, you know, just the way it looks, it's just an interesting piece of, you know, architecture anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I was, I was curious about that because I mean, I played basketball. And so when I go to the game, there's various, oh. there's various aspects of it that I immediately, my eyes are drawn to, right? Like um, the speed of the game, like how quickly it moves in mm. person versus watching it on television or, you know, you right. get to see some of the little interactions that are happening throughout the game yeah. that maybe the television frame isn't showing you. When you went to your first Lakers game, was there something that maybe surprised you about how these athletes perform on, on that stage or, or something that surprised you about the game of basketball in general? Wow. And I love the fact that you use stage. Yes. Because that's what it felt like. Like they were on a stage. And I was I was really surprised by the choreography of it all, mm. you know, and to see it in person, because at that time, you know, cameras, they weren't capturing all of that. Right. You know what I mean? Now, I feel like they got drones. Yeah. Oh, they've got so you know many what cameras. I mean? they, the I, number of cameras. Girl, I'm piece. like, are the, are the players wearing cameras? <laughs> I felt too. like they were wearing cameras now. But back then, you know, you really needed to go and see a game up close in person to get a real full appreciation of mm -hmm. the athleticism, you know, and to see these guys that, you know, I mean, they're ginormous, but not only that, but their mm -hmm. skill set was just yeah. so superb. And it was... Um, Wow, I didn't even know we were going to be talking about this today, but you took me way back to my childhood. And I want to equate it to, I, this is how much of a fan I, I used to watch the Harlem Globe. My mother used to take me to see the Harlem Globetrotters every year, you know, because I was fascinated. I never played basketball, but I was always fascinated with, you know, the ball, the tricks and the dribble and this and that, and just the speed and the athleticism yes. of it all. Cause I'm a dancer. So I, it always yes. looked like choreography. I love that you use that. You know, but it wasn't, but it's a different kind of choreography that they have in the in syncness of it all, you know? Oh, and, and the Globetrotters um, do things that you just, as a player, let me tell you, you don't learn any of that in the basics of basketball, what they do. I mean, it is literally an art form of itself. Oh, what, so what are they? They're just an anomaly? They're just some of the own some other Well, stuff? many of them play, but it's another level of skill when it comes to ball control. Um, a lot of it has mm. to do with how you're able to move your body. Like when you say choreography, what the Globetrotters are able to do is probably closer to a form of choreography than you know an actual game and not just because there's not a clock ticking right. and there's not a score but it is literally like the tricks of the game and you know is the ball small yeah. enough for me to move it into certain places and how quickly can I get it from here to there right. and like you know it's, right. it's almost like the combination of the actual game of basketball dancing in a circus 
quite honestly, because wow. of the absolutely of absolutely. some of the magic of it, if you will, and the circus, yes, yeah. the wonder of it, yeah, with the ring, yes, mm. and and you know, I don't think they get enough uh, credit. I really don't yeah. for what they do. I don't, I hope they're still around, but that that was a big part of my childhood. I used to look forward to the globe. And was it your mother and the Lakers? Was it your mom? You mentioned your my mother. Mom. Was she, she the first to one to, to introduce you to the Lakers and get you into the basketball scene? My mom used to take me to the Globetrotters, but uh, my dad was a huge uh, fan of athletes. I mean, I, I, honey, we'd be sitting around, you know, with the Muhammad Ali's and the George Foreman's, you know, watching all those title fights when you had to buy them on, you know, before it was pay-per-view, yes. you know, and all of that. So I guess that's the tomboy in me. Yeah, I, I grew up with all of that. I was a daddy's girl. I mean, me and my dad, yep. yeah, like road dogs. So between football, I basketball, was the same way. all of that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember watching Mike Tyson fights with my dad. I mean, he was always Ooh. about the boxing and, um, you know, that term girl dad that we hear all the time. It's very real. If there is a favorite era of the Lakers of yours, like, so say, was it the Kobe Shaq? Was it, like, if we talk about the good moments, yes, yes. What, what was your favorite of them all? I have to say it was that Kobe Shaq era, you know, when they were really in sync and you had Rick Fox, you know, take us back to the game, you know, and so it was Rick, it was Kobe, it was Shaq, it was, um, I felt like it was just a magical crew, you know, and a magical moment where, you know, to me, and I'm, I'm sure things were totally different, you know, in the locker room, but I even like to see Shaq and Kobe when they got into it. Do you know what I mean? Because it humanized them. You know what I mean? It's yes. like, ah. And they, yes. I mean, they really, yeah, they would have beats, you know, and I would even, even when Rick was working on the game, I was like, okay, so tell me the realty. I had to know everything and just what everybody was really like. I was just, I was so fascinated to a point. I'm going to tell you my real win. To a point, one of my dear friends is a ref for the NBA, Derek Richardson. And he, and allowed me and my friend to just wait in the tunnel where all the, oh, here it is. Oh my God, it was Christmas day, Boston, Doc Rivers was coaching, you know, and um, Lakers slayed them, slayed them, slayed them, slayed them, kicked the ass, right? So I had an opportunity to go to the tunnel and where you see all of the players come out, you know, after the game mm -hmm. and everything. And I was like, I saw, um, you know, that's where I saw Doc Rivers and, you know, all of Boston and everything. Everybody had come out and we're just waiting and waiting. So now I was like, okay, well, Kobe got to come out. And they were like, ma'am, you, you, you probably missed him. I was like, mm -mm, the I have an alter ego and her name is Fantella. <laughs> the uh -oh. Fantella in me was like, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Do you know, we waited almost two hours. Lo and behold, here come, you know, all of the security that wear the uh, the red coats, the red jackets and all of that. Mm -hmm. It was a sea of red jackets. It was about maybe eight of them. And right behind that was Kobe coming out at the, the last, last one to come out. And, you know, they were like, he's not taking pictures. He's not taking pictures. I was like, Kobe, Kobe, wait. You, you see saw? me over here. Okay, you get <laughs> over here. Do you know? And he recognized me. He stopped. He was so cool, shook my hand, took pictures, hugged, talked, everything. It was, it was amazeballs. Now, mind you, at the time, Aww. Rick was on the show, so I guess he was familiar with the game. I don't know, but for whatever reason, but it was Christmas Day, and they had given us these little uh, purple Christmas uh, 
scarves, pur purple and gold scarves that we had. Mm -hmm. So I'm draped in my little purple and gold and there with Kobe, like it, it, it was the best Christmas gift Aww, ever. It was wonderful. And they won. And you had, and you stayed persistent. You were like, no, no, no. I'm like, getting up nah, in I'm here. No way. I didn't Sorry. wait out here for two hours after a three hour game. You know what I mean? And yeah. So it wasn't even about the winning. It was about, yeah, that was a winning moment for me. There were moments for me that that last longer than anything. Yeah. And did you and, and did you did you feel like with Rick being a part on the show, you know, of the game, like did that add to that Laker? fandom mystique did you uh, feel like a bit of an insider with him around hello really and then we clicked our birthdays are like a day apart so uh yeah that took that took the fanism to a whole nother level it was kind of yeah it was it was pretty bad it was pretty bad yeah. it was like Rick, tell me another story you know and um i mean he was transparent he was just talking about you know how the game is and one of the reasons how he transitioned into acting because you know they start bringing in these you know 18 year olds and he was like these 40 year old me's ain't keeping up with them you know because the speed and the athleticism you know it changes you know yes. yeah so so i felt like i had a i had a floor seat finally at bet365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is Game Day. Let's talk a little bit about how you prefer to take in the game. Are you eating Cheetos? Are you wearing any kind of Lakers jersey? Are you wearing any purple and gold? Or are you just kicking back in your regular every day? Well, you know what? It depends on who they're playing. And it depends on is this a uh, is it a playoff game or is it not? You know, I do want to say that uh, certain games and certain times, yeah, I I'll go all out. I'll go all in. All in okay. for it, yeah. I okay. fan out. Nice. Yeah. Jerseys, yeah, all of that. All of that. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about the game. Oh, thank it's you. back on Paramount Plus. <laughs> 
And this season opens with addressing the issue of black ownership in professional sports leagues. Um, Can you talk about the experience of playing a character like Tasha Mack, a prominent sports agent with a Hall of Famer son Mm. who can have a strong voice during conversations about ownership? Mm. How how important is that? You know, I think it's so important because we don't see it. And um, it's so funny. I met, and, and I do digress, but... I was flying from LA to Atlanta and I'm sitting next to this sister and she had on a, a FAMU mask. And I was like, oh, I said, you went to FAMU? She was like, yes, I never talked to people on the plane, but she was the interim president of the WNBA for the Sparks, Natalie. So we became friends. Natalie White? Yes. That's a good friend of mine. Girl, so wait a minute. So I was like, I said, I can't believe I'm sitting to, a, you know, she was like my real life character study. You know what I mean? So we talked not only about basketball, but I just had to just study her as a woman navigating in this world of, you know, sports where you really don't see us. We become invisible mm. in a way, you know, but she was just so grounded. I feel like we had so much in common, you know, I'm an HBCU girl. I went to Howard, you know, she spammed you uh, to this day. We keep in touch. I'm glad to know that you, that you know her and I'll tell her you said hello, but um, yes. how does it feel to be a part of a world um, where there is no representation? I feel like we are showing you through the game and through these characters, uh, not only the need for it, but um, Mm -hmm. I feel like the divide is so apparent. You know, you got all of these athletes that are African-American, but no ownership, Hmm, there's a problem there. And why is that? Why is that? So I I love that I'm a part of a show that is uh, socially relevant. I love that I'm a part of a show that is um, breaking barriers, even if it's not happening in real life, but it's happening in this fictitious world that we've created around sports. I love that I play a woman who Mm. is real. She's grounded. She's relevant. She's layered. She's... um, She's a go-getter, you know what I mean? And at the same time, you know, emotions do get in the way, you know, as a woman, but she's learning how to navigate through that. And it was just, when I say it was so wild to sit next to uh, Natalie, cause she's a sports agent too, you know what I mean? It just gave me more insight to know that we are there. We're just not highlighted. And I love that the game is a platform where you get to see us and it's not, unfathomable no it's real there are real Tasha Max that are out there you know that are bossy and the thing about Tasha Mack and everything she does wherever she moves is she gives you this sense of confidence that she can handle mm-hmm. whatever right and I don't know mm-hmm. if, uh, well I know mm-hmm. we don't have enough um visibility for black women in spaces where they look like the boss act the part look the part get it done like all of those things and so it's very reassuring um I I think about Viola Davis in that show what Mm. was it um the murder show that she was how to get away with murder yes she for me was such a powerful character because I was like we need to see black women in this way Mm -hmm. we need to see Mm -hmm. them successful brilliant you know navigating their their lives in a way where Mm -hmm. um, you know it's reassuring and reaffirming for us as black women but also that society can see what we're capable of or at least have a visual 
of what we're capable Absolutely. of. And I think I think Tasha Mack does that. And my agent actually <laughs> is um, an NFL agent. And she's oh. a black woman, and she has represented a top five NFL draft pick. And that is just unheard wow. of. So she's making. What's her name? I need to Google her because I'm, yeah. I'm collecting all of these women. Yeah, yes. they're putting her them name... all in my arsenal. Yeah, her name is Nicole Lynn. Nicole Lynn. I've read about her. I've read yeah. about her. She went yeah. to college with actually one of the uh, exec producers, and they were telling me about her. Yes. Yeah, yeah so That's she a is bad a girl. Boy, yes. you don't have to tell me. Yeah, but that was okay. important to me. You know, <laughs> okay. I, say she got you. She got you sitting pretty. Yeah, yeah she's, she got you sitting pretty. But she's not afraid to to be the first, to be the trailblazer, to break mm. that door open and do it in a way mm-hmm. that she's excellent and opens the door for others coming after her. So that's been great. By the way, I heard you mention Howard. I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, which is right down the street from Howard, yeah. and I am still my bucket list item is to go to Howard's homecoming. I'm gonna get there about oh. sooner rather than later yes okay can i can i share a, a shameless secret it's like i went to howard you know all four years you know it's my alma mater love it love it love it but i was in fine arts and we always had rehearsal we were always doing production i never went to a homecoming oh we are going we are going to homecoming. Baby, honey, well, take me. Take me. Now, I've been on the yard and hung out and this, that, and the other, but it was like, oh, my God. We, I feel like my life is like, where's Wendy? She's in rehearsal. Even today, I was yes. always in rehearsal. rehearsal. Never went yeah. to a homecoming game. Yeah. Oh, well, then I mean, it's I on both of our bucket lists. Yeah. yeah. We're we doing that. Just gonna... tear it up. Just Every year, I'm going to hit Natalie up around that time of the year and say, hey, can you tell Wendy that uh, homecoming yes. is in two weeks? We need to secure these tickets because yes. we'll get fam you to come <laughs> out. We'll we'll get her to come and really experience that homecoming. But, um, yeah, I, I probably should have gone to HBCU. <laughs> now, I also wanted to ask you about your role on Insecure. I know that in the last couple oh. of seasons – um, you played Issa Rae's mom. Your Steph Curry comment had me in stitches. Okay, when you said when you said Nathan was giving you those Steph Curry vibes, I was like, okay, this is great. But Issa has raved about I mean, yes, with basketball. Yeah. Oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. But um, Issa has raved about your impact and, and your school, Amazing Grace Conservatory, which I was in awe yes. reading about. I mean, how fantastic! Oh. What a legacy! What a legacy! Thank you. Thank uh, but you. It, it had a, a huge impact on her as a young black creative what was it like working you know coming back full circle after her coming from your school and then working on the show with her wow it was just humbling you know and they always say how your seeds should exceed you Mm -hmm. and to see the multifacetism of her and just to see you know who she is she's humble and the greater thing that speaks about Issa Rae not only is who she is but her whole team and her squad there were so many alumni from Amazing Grace Conservatory that were either doing PA work working in wardrobe Mm -hmm. working as her assistant working in some capacity but her give back is out of this world. Do you hear me? She she fights for certain locations like, no, we're going to shoot this in Inglewood. We're going to shoot this over here in Lamert. We're going to shoot, which are all of the, for those that don't know um, LA like I do, like I said, I'm born and raised, but she pours back into the community on a very real tip, on an HBO tip. Let's take that money where you would have, you know, put it in the studio or had it here or there. No, let's mm-hmm. pour it right back into community, pay these location fees and give everybody a piece of the pie. She brings everybody to the table. 
in a mm -hmm. wonderful way. And it's just, it's awe-inspiring. I mean, it speaks a lot to who she is and her legacy. And I'm just glad I was able to pour just a little bit of juice into that, you know? And, um, but she, she's amazing. And the crazy thing about it, we still have her flute at AGC, you know, in a box, Joisa Duop, you know, and it, it's right there, but um, was always an astute uh, a listener you know, a um, she wasn't out there like rah, 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 this is me, me, me. But she was one of those students, I call them sponges. And she absorbed mm -hmm. everything. And when that sponge got wrung out, she was like, baby, she was ringing every bell. So um, it was amazing to come full circle and to play her mom. You know, I was, I was like, you know, cause I told you my alter ego is Fantella. So, you know, I was, right. I was borderline <laughs> fanning out. I was like, oh God, how do I do this? I'm like, how do I, you know. But uh, it, was, it was amazing. I was really, I think I was probably that, you know how certain roles and certain days, you know, you get more nervous than others because it yeah. was just like, wow, I'm, I'm just so proud of her. And I just, I wanted to do some of my best work with, you know, with who I was and, you know, to play the mom, you know, based on her mom, you know, that's a lot of weight too. You know what I mean? Because she yeah. based the way that they write on that show, these are, you know, real people that are inspired by real situations and, yes. um, or real situations inspired by real people, vice versa. So I, I just wanted to uh, just make my baby proud. <laughs> oh, well, listen, no, this is, that's one of your seeds. That's one of your seeds. And I mean, that just speaks volumes to what you've done. And thank you. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Crunch Time. So as we end, quick Crunch Time questions. I need quick responses. These are going to be rapid fire questions. You got to give me the first answer that comes to your mind. Greatest Laker of all time. Magic Johnson. Best uniform color, white, gold, purple, or the city edition? I like the white. I like the white. Only because I could wear it with, you know, more things. <laughs> Best game time meal? Burgers and fries. 
Coke <laughs> or a hot dog. Yeah. Favorite rival team to beat? Clippers. Best basketball movie? Loving basketball. One word to describe your Lakers fandom? Kobe. Wow. Yeah. That's my fandom. Wow. Yeah. That really, wow. that really brings all this into perspective. Um, <laughs> you said it earlier, but yeah, we, we miss Kobe. Well, Wendy, you survived your Lakers special podcast. You passed with fine colors. Thank you. You were wonderful. This was great. This was great. This was great. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Huge fan. You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other Huge Fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go Budos Band! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game, or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.